0: So when my when my pops was in town to uh visit for a couple days and we got uh blackout drunk together and um bonded and all that jazz, you know, we obviously had some moments where we were just sitting down, just chatting it up, just chatting like some cathys chatty cathys. And uh I remember him telling me this specific story definitely probably 5 years ago if not more but i tried to just um just be like hey you're, you remember that one story just try and give him a little give him a little kick start to the uh uh this specific story storyteller uh, daddy um so the story is well my father grew up in uh, ransomville New York, and, um, when he was, probably when he was maybe a teenager, late teens, early twenties, and probably before that there was a person who he knew, a friend of his, or maybe an acquaintance rather, not a best bud, but there was this, this cat out in, uh, Ransomville, his name was Bobby Williams and as my dad puts it bobby williams uh fancied himself quite a quite a badass uh, motherfucker and he he would often like fight people or fucking i remember he he said somebody was sitting in their car and bobby williams was outside their car and they think they might have like just flipped him off or something and he just took his and he just took his fist and fucking punched it through the fucking glass window and I guess um, Bobby Williams had a a signature signature move he um, he had I guess he had a belt that he would wear often to uh, hold up his trousers and then he had a nice big belt buckle on this this here This here belt, and he would wrap it around his fist, and then he would just like beat the shit out of people with it. Just a very, just a very angry, angry person, I guess. But that was his kind of signature move. That's what you associated Bobby Williams with, was beating people's ass with a belt. Not really in like a fucking sexual way, but just, you know, he was just a. Angry guy. Maybe he had like CTE or something when he was like 20 years old. But so I guess Bobby. So obviously a Ransomville kid, very far removed from the city of Niagara Falls. And I guess he got mixed up with the wrong crowd somehow. Maybe like dealing drugs, selling drugs, or receiving drugs. uh, And somehow the deal that he was in. Went, uh, went sour, went south. So then uh, Bobby Williams took his happy ass down to um, Highland Avenue down there in DeVoe, in the DeVoe uh, neighborhood of Niagara Falls, New York, and he was met there by some people who um, were not too happy to see him, I, I guess. Bobby Williams was probably you know, very angry with them, not happy to see them. And I guess these fellas that Bobby met down on Highland, they fucking, they fucking like shot him like six times. They shot Bobby Williams about six times, I think, either shot or stabbed him. But either way, he did not fare very well. He he died pretty sure. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he died right then and there on fucking Highland Avenue. And you know what they what they didn't find on the body. Was the belt They fucking These people on Highland They knew about his signature fucking Signature fucking move Cleveland Steamer They fucking stole Bobby's belt And um Yeah they stripped him of his fucking Of his title Just stole his fucking uh Stole his pant holder Right uh Clean off his waist after they fucking smoked him Which is crazy, that's just a crazy, crazy little, little anecdote, true story, and um, my dad was not in the area at the moment, I believe he was in the Air Force, driving like the, uh, driving like, kind of like, not troop transport, but just transporting shit, I think he drove like 18 wheelers or something, but he was in his early 20s, I think he was, my dad was in the Philippines, and his mother cut out the newspaper article and then, um, sent it to his barracks. So that's how my pops found out about old, old Bobby Williams, uh, life going, life going sour there. Got a a belt, belt thief down on the Highland rust belt. And, um, that was probably in the mid eighties. If I had to Try and uh, triangulate my father's age to at what what age he my his well his age now to what age he would have been then. But yeah, early twenties I believe. So probably mid mid eighties probably. So if anybody has any uh any parents out there in the local vicinity that went to either Lupert or Niagara Falls or anything any kind of any one of those schools that were in the area. You know, maybe try and run it past them, and maybe they knew old uh b w b b w williams Bobo williams um but yeah, so my father told me that story, and then we proceeded to uh as I explained in one of the previous episodes, get very uh get very drunk or no no, this was the night that we actually didn't get that drunk because I had work in the morning, this was when I went over to his friend's house out in uh, Wilson, friend Jim and Jim he, uh, he's uh, he's somewhat of a gardener, an urban urban explorer, urban gardener and he had just um, just a whole mess of fucking pot plants in his backyard. He probably had like five or six fucking bushels of that shit. And, uh, smelled pretty good, smelled pretty good, and, um, uh, there was, like, state troopers that were across the street, I guess, at one of his neighbor's house, I think his neighbor fucking was beating his wife or something, and they were just doing a routine checkup on him, and, uh, so they were, like, all fucking paranoid when I was there, which is weird because pot is, like, pretty much legal, so I don't... Maybe it's just a white person thing, just being fucking paranoid about everything, about fucking your wife fucking blowing the mailman. But fucking, speaking of folks dying, fucking, I had a an uncle who was a cool, cool, cool cat. His name was Uncle Uncle John. Didn't really know him that much. I'm pretty sure he was probably about ten when he uh ceased to live, but he was a cool guy from what I remember. He um one time he got me like a leather jacket. Or it's probably pleather, but like a fake leather fucking jacket to wear and fucking I think it was for Christmas. And it had like a weird like like sewn in skull on the back of it. Super duper random but a nice, nice present, I guess, from Uncle, Uncle, Uncle Jay, Uncle Hanjab. Uh, and um, uh, he was born here in Niagara Falls, and then I think he moved to either Hollywood out in old California, or probably fucking Hollywood, Florida. And he was, um, I think he was like a used car salesman or something, I don't know. I don't know, but either way, I think he was regarded as like a success story. That's what it that's the parameters of being a, a success story here is just moving elsewhere and then just being employed at no matter what <laughs> what the job is. Just as long as you go somewhere else and then you um make any sort of money, no matter what it is. But he had a job, I guess he was uh flipping Hondas for a uh, Wherever in fucking Jupiter, Florida, wherever the fuck he was at, and then he ended up coming back, and then he started. He got into the. He got into some ice. He got into some heroin, old old uncle Uncle Jay, and um, I think his last uh, his last night he went out. Apparently, he was a big uh, escort orderer. Uh, frequent had the frequent flyer miles with, uh, paying for pussy, old Uncle John, and, uh, which is, you know, can't hate it, hate the player, or hate the game, you know, he's a, he's a handsome guy, he probably could have just got some the old school way, but, I mean, sometimes you just want the, want the main vein right away, same with the old heroin, and, um, so I think, uh, he ordered uh, an escort, and then I think he had like a hot tub at his house or something and he was like uh fucking her in the house in the hot tub and you know just probably taking turns between uh having sex with this um uh prostitute and um and just uh shooting up just mainlining that that uh that good uh that good um i don't even know what's the fucking nickname for hair is it brown is brown girl a nickname for heroin let me see. I'm gonna Google this. Let's see here. Heroin street names. Let's see street James street names. Let's see. Oh, of course now We're not. Now I'm the fucking bad guy for looking it up, and they're not even gonna fucking tell me. Dragon Hope, Heron, Hero, Big H, <laughs> China White, White Nurse, White Lady. Why was I thinking brown girl, uh, white horse, uh, black tar? Oh oh, brown tape, Mexican <laughs> Mexican brown. <laughs> yeah, the old old uncle's doing some ripping some Mexican brown straight out of the needle and fucking. I guess he uh, uh had a uh, had a little too much uh, Mexican brown brown rug and fucking old... Oh, guess he uh he OD'd there on the spot and then uh yeah just uh took him out the fucking mixture of um paid paid pussy and the in the heroin which i mean solid way to go out he was a bit older probably 60s or something so why not fucking live on the edge a little bit he was a good guy i think he had uh fake teeth too super random fact and then my dad had a brother uh young i don't know if he was a younger brother or not but i guess he fucking he died uh at a young age and he died from not <laughs> not looking both ways when crossing the street and it's really a son of a bitch because he was they were lived in a very small town so The chances of you crossing the street and there being a car there at the same time are very, uh, very slim. So he just really got, uh, made an example of by a fucking Buick, this fucking guy. But, um, yeah, so two unks. Didn't know the one unk that got, uh, got smeared by the Buick, but he was probably a good guy, um. So then, I don't know. That's probably a lie, though. My dad probably just made that up just to try and have it be some kind of like lesson to scare me when I was when I was younger. Um, uh, A couple years ago, and then well, starting when I was younger, we would go on these fucking fishing trips with my dad, my uncle from fucking, or my cousin from Canada, and then my dad's friend's friend and his uh, son. And we'd have to drive, like, fucking 13 hours up to fu- up into Canada, and all the towns have, like, just fucking retarded names. Wawa, Wahoo, fucking Mexican Brown, fucking Ontario. And uh, so we'd drive all the fuck the way up there, and then we'd have to take... Um, uh, well, then we'd have to fucking sleep, obviously, because we drove the whole goddamn day through the woods, and then we'd be staying at these shitty motels... Hotels, holiday inns before, like, we would embark on this fucking camping uh, fishing trip. And they would, so we'd always be staying in these really shitty, and it's not even shitty for, like, the area of Canada. It's just all that they have, because we're 13 hours north into Canada. There's fucking just people addicted to fucking painkillers and fucking fishing for bass i guess i don't even know what these i don't even know if there's any people that live there we're just passing through town but i remember specific it's all just logging towns but i remember specifically staying at this one hotel and then me and my dad fucking he wanted to go see some fucking prostitutes or fucking or maybe not pay for pussy but at least fucking pay to see some pussy he wanted to see a he wanted to go to like a strip club in canada but In this town, there wasn't even, like, a fucking convenience store or, like, a fucking movie theater, let alone a place where you could fucking pay to fucking have a girl put her pussy on your face. Like, it's not even, it wasn't even, like, you couldn't have even convinced somebody or just, like, made somebody out to believe that there was a strip club in this area because the roads are fucking made of dirt. And it's just fucking stupid. But we walked into this one bar, and then it's just literally the bartender and like one other person just sitting there. They probably, probably not even a customer, just somebody else who fucking works there. And my dad's like, "Hey, do you... It's Just me and him, me and fucking him and fucking Pipsqueak, fucking me. I'm four feet tall, fucking, fucking still got a wet nose, and fucking you know where there's any. Huh? He said he tried to do like an innuendo, like fucking make it low-key is there any entertainment in town and the bartender was like well there was one here like five years ago and then it fucking closed because there's nobody here this place is horrible and i want to fucking kill myself this town ca- this town is a shithole so why would there even be a strip club and then my dad was just like oh okay and then we just left so that was my extent of our fucking, well, our mission to find a fucking strip club in fucking super rural fucking out in the boonies, Canada. I think that was actually called Wawa, Ontario, that fucking city. But, and then we, so then we would stay at these hotels and then we would go to the Outfitter and they would fly us on this fucking island. And then we'd stay there for like five to seven days. And five days was our, right, is all right for any vacation, but like seven days is just pushing it. But that's all they would do. They all oh, my fucking dad and his fucking cousin just fucking... I don't know. my I don't know. It's just fucking annoying. And then... Well, the point of me saying that my dad was trying to scare me is that, like, they would always... He told me the other day... Well, when I was fucking hanging out with him, because obviously you're on a fucking island out in Canada. There's no cell service or anything. But the fucking outfitters give you, like, a satellite phone... If somebody fucking overdoses or you get fucking attacked by a bear, which fucking happens quite frequently, I guess, out there. And my dad was like, well, you knew that we had fucking, we had a satellite phone the whole time. We just didn't want to tell you. It's like, yeah, no shit, because what would have fucking happened if you got the fucking gout and then you wouldn't have, you couldn't fucking walk. You would have been fucking barking up. Barking up the fucking Mountie's fucking tree, getting you a fucking trying to save you, get out of there. And so he tried to fucking school me, but I wasn't having it because I fucking it's I don't know, it's just because I fucking saw it when we would go on these trips. But and those trips were the first first time I pretty much uh our first time I got acclimated to um. Drinking in the morning time. Um, I remember specifically we got fucking because you know they fly us to the island and then we would unpack all of our shit and set up shop and then we got finished and fucking. Uh, so we would like fly out like soup like six in the morning then like it'd probably be like a 45 minute flight really out into the middle of fucking nowhere, and then they'd we'd land at the lake and the cabin and all the bullshit, the whole nine yards. And this one specific time, we fucking got dropped off, unpacked all our stuff into the cabin, then we were just chilling out, and then I fucking cracked a beer and then uh, looked at my... I, I probably wasn't wearing a watch, but just looked at my phone, maybe I just had on fucking airplane mode, and it was like fucking 8.30, and I was like, 8.30 in the morning, and I was like, "Huh, oh, this ain't that bad. So then that was just, um, just a precursor, uh, a window into the future of fucking me fucking hungover as fuck on either like a Saturday or Sunday morning. Fucking my eyes bleeding, my ass bleeding, fucking just down bed, drinking a beer at fucking... 7 in the morning, in the taking a cold shower, taking a goddamn cold shower and fucking drinking a beer at 8 in the morning. And um, yeah, and those fucking fishing trips, they were so fucking boring. Well, fishing in general is fucking probably one of the most boring things you could ever do. And there's no fucking cell phone service besides the fucking stupid satellite phone that you can't even watch porn on. And um, <clears throat> so then naturally the fucking stars align. The only thing you should be fucking doing is just drinking, just getting fucking hammered by fucking 1 p.m. And the way that those days are fucking scheduled, if you could call it that on these uh, these here fishing trips, Fucking just wake up at like the ass crack of dawn Four or five in the morning Which back then when I was fucking Like Sixteen you might as well should have brought me to a fucking Concentration camp cause that would have been Fucking easier than trying to wake me up At four or five in the morning It's just a fucking nightmare But wake up at four or five in the morning Eat some of those shitty fucking Like a shitty prepackaged donut or something like that And then just like some instant coffee Uh And fucking pack the cooler with fucking beer. And then just go fish for a couple hours. But it's so fucking boring. You just sit there. And then you just gotta fucking talk to your dad for fucking four hours straight. It's brutal. And, um... Yeah, it just, uh... just makes too much sense just to fucking... Just to drink your little, uh... Drink your little heart away. Drink to your uh, heart's content. And that's what I would do. And fucking that's exactly what i would do and fucking drink the whole damn day and then fucking end the day with like a campfire or some bullshit and then do it again and wake up at four or five the next morning and i don't know how i would do that i definitely couldn't do it now hung over that'd be like like what i said earlier trying to get me fucking out of bed like i could get out of bed perfectly fine at five in the morning usually when i'm Uh, not fucking hungover and fucking anally bleeding, but fucking hungover? Jesus Christ. And that's the beauty of being like uh, 16, 17, 18, no fucking hangovers, at least for me. I have heard murmurs of people uh, my age now that fucking say that they don't get hangovers, but I don't fucking believe it. And even if I just drink like a beer... R2 the night prior I could still like feel it Richard Pryor I could still fucking Like feel it in like my neck My neck just feels sore Fucking something um, But yeah I had a Yeah the Bobby Williams story That's just a Classic uh, Jacques Jacques Balargin tale Love that story Love hearing it Buddy fucking died That's fucking crazy I feel like there's not as many, like, there's not people like that anymore. Like, people, just vagrant, fucking, violent, fucking people. It's just everybody, it's just not... I guess it's kind of better that way, so I haven't fucking encountered any lunatic that fucking, fucking beat the shit out of me with a belt, spanked me with a fucking belt. Uh, Now it's just the old lady pulling out the fucking belt on me. Uh, But... Yeah, I can't even think of anybody, any of my peers, that have some kind of weird or just crazy fucking story that they did. Everybody's just fucking just, uh, they're either uh, blackout drunks or they're like wannabe fucking Instagram influencers, Instagram business personnel. Or just like the people who post the fucking, those just all all black screen with like the words on it. Like, when you don't, if you're not hustling at four in the morning or shit like that. So that's all that people want to be nowadays. Nobody wants to be the guy with the belt around his waist and fucking beating the shit out of people all the time. But um, at least around here, i would be fucking... I can't even, I really wish I could think of some crazy story with someone of that stature that would just do, I don't, maybe I'm just, maybe I'm just around just some safe folks, which is probably best in the long run, but then you don't get as many good stories. And, and it's not even like my father was like a fucking badass fucking vagrant hobo in his youth. He was... Just a fucking... Just an Air Force guy, I guess. And he's... He... Lived in the Philippines for a couple years on a tour of... a Tour of duty or service, whatever the fuck you want to call it. And, um... Yeah, he said that he had, like, vehicles out there, super cheap to buy them. And even had a house out in the Philippines, I guess. Or at least so he says. He, he's not the type of guy to lie about, random shit like that. Um... But yeah, he said he had a house with like a some kind of security system. I think he had like um, super exotic pets too. Maybe like a parrot or something like that. Um, um, yeah, out in the Philippines and fucking... He had a couple uh, brushes with death out in the Philippines, I guess. One day, him and his buddies... They were going to go to the beach one day in the Philippines. And they fucking... My dad had some kind of plans. He couldn't go. And then, uh so he canceled and they all went. And then they all got fucking shot at. And fucking... I don't know if they got killed, but they just got shot at. So my dad had the old brush with the old death there. And, um yeah and now my only fucking brush with death is when i fucking drink fucking 15 miller lights and black out and fucking walk in the middle of a fucking busy intersection i fucking that's what i my old fucking babysitters that's always used to tell me go go get go get lost in traffic or go go play in traffic that's what fucking all old people used to say To, like, young people, like, 15 years ago. Go play in traffic or something. Or I remember fucking... My mom had a friend, and we were at her house, and I was super-duper young. And I think my mom told me this story. I don't think I remember it, but fucking my mom's friend, she, like, paid me to pick up fucking cigarette butts in her lawn which is just super random. That's not even really a story. That's more just a a fact right there. And um, not much of a man for the the cigarettes, but uh, the one friend I had, he said both of his parents smoked cigarettes, so there's no way that he couldn't smoke cigarettes. He told me this when I was like 15 years old. Granted, now this person, I'm pretty sure, is addicted to heroin, but it's uh, it's not true. If you're, both your parents are addicted to cigarettes, you don't have to smoke cigarettes, but that's what this friend led me to believe. Um, but he was just, uh, I don't know, I think he might be homeless at this point now. But, um, yeah, not, not uh, or what was I going to... Yeah, not much for a cigarette, not up for a cigarette very often, but if I am on the cusp of dying um, a slow uh, death from alcohol poisoning and uh, my eyes can barely open, a fucking Marlboro Red really, really seems like my fucking North Star, let me tell you. Nothing like a drunk cigarette. Nothing like a drunk cigarette, and it seems like such a good idea when you're doing it. When you're drunk, you're like, "Yeah, I wanna, I wanna be a fucking cig. I wanna, I wanna be a cigarette. I wanna fucking have a cigarette." But then you fucking, it always, it's always the day after that fucking morning regret, and it fucking gets you that fucking Marlboro red regret, the Marlboro regrets. Um, uh, my fucking. Uh, I think my my fucking. Uh, I've only yeah, just the drunk cigarettes, drunk darts. My high score with fucking drunk darts is I think, I went a Friday and a Saturday getting hammered and fucking, smoking uh, cigarettes, and those, and whenever you smoke a. A drunk dart. I would assume whenever you smoke any cigarette, just the taste in your mouth. That's what fucking gets me the day after that reg- and it just tastes like you fucking been chewing on fucking like black top or something. Your mouth. It just feels dry. Got the fucking cat tongue, got the marble. the marble's got your tongue. and it's just uh, not the most ideal, but then, but when you're smoking it and you're drunk as fuck and you're just swaying back and forth, leaning up against the wall, your eyes fucking rolling in the back of your head, and you've got that fucking gripping uh, white knuckle in that fucking marble red outside of fucking Foley's on Buffalo Avenue, you feel like you got your fucking life figured out. You feel like you got it fucking made. Um, not my not my proudest solo episode, but they all can't be fucking, uh, masterpieces, probably because I was lackluster on my, my planning here for this episode, but that's just because I couldn't really think of much, but that Bobby Williams story is very interesting, and then, uh, drunk cigarettes are always important, very, uh, very crucial part of my, uh, my, uh, my drunken existence, my drunk persona, the person that I turn into when I'm drunk. Be cool if I had like a drunk, uh, a name for the um, drunk person I become when I'm fucking 12 Miller lights in and I start fucking speaking in tongues. But with that said, gonna wrap it up here.